spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. One more time. Happy, happy Friday, baby. There it is. This is it. Oh, my. The last, last few hour. minutes of the Gatos and Chad show that ended last week, but still hey, I'm saying that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm here for the last hour of the Gatos and Chad show. You are. Good times, kid. Good times. Uh, Barry in for Gatos. And again, starting Monday, 2 to 6, the new show. So we've got yeah. the morning show. It's the same. You're going to still hear Broomhead, right? Like Jim and Jamie. Jim Sharp, You're yeah, going to hear the Jamie. amazing, incredible financial show that you hear every day with Dave Ramsey talking about better than I should be, Jesus likes money, and all, whatever it is he does. It's awesome, right? It's good, and he does it. He's going to save you money. He's got all his things going on. It's going to be great. Then two to four, the party gets started again in a crazy way. You have got the amazing Chris and Joe show, who also like money. Who also who like I like money. Then four to seven. Oh boy. They unleash it. Wise man, tell everybody the name of the show with Bruce and Gatos. It's called Outspoken with oh, Bruce and Gatos. Yes. Speaking up for Arizona. We're ready to roll. And then me, 7 to 10. Kids, there is nowhere else you should go. So if you think, oh, Chad's gone. No, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to be here doing my thing. <laughs> right. Still going to be rocking and rolling. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff in the world. Uh, you know, and, and one's going to be, the, some of the shows are going to be focused hyper-local, which is awesome. My show, global, because I'm a global guy. I'm so big, I'm global, baby. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Was it, was it, what did, what did Pitbull say, Mr. Worldwide? Mr. Worldwide. That's it, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. International. No, that's right. International. Uh, by the way, we have struck, uh, well... The United States. 85 times we have hit s- several different places throughout Syria, I guess Yemen, and, you know, uh, it, I know we didn't go after Jordan, which is good, and, yeah. and, and, and you know, we've got Syria, Syria we've Yemen, got Yemen, Iraq, Iraq. What we're doing over there right now is basically saying, hey, you killed three of ours. And so for that, here's the punishment that is coming. And this is not going to be a few hours of strikes and then tomorrow wake up and it's like, oh, we're all good. Apparently, from what I'm getting from my peeps is this is going to be a multi-phase thing. There will be more behind this in the next coming 48 to 72 hours. Well, and Biden has said, he he came out today and said, uh, we will continue uh, to strike targets of our choosing uh, over the next several days and into the future. So this isn't over. Uh, This is the beginning of it. We'll see. uh, We're going to get, I'm sure we'll get some reports of what was struck and the damage that was done and what comes next. Uh, And the main hope is it provides some deterrence that that Iran tells its, its proxies to knock it off. And we stop seeing the stuff that we've been seeing in the Middle East. And look, I get that. He doesn't want to escalate. I don't think anybody wants any escalation. We're already spending enough money in, in wars all over the, the globe, and we don't want escalation. But I'm wondering, because you would have thought after the 15th or 20th attack that you would have a backup plan about ready to roll. I'm hearing yeah. from my sources that people inside the Pentagon, some of the other military folks were very frustrated that there was this. First of all, we announced it like Tuesday or Wednesday that this was coming rather than just go in and do it, which is so bizarre, which gives Iran and everybody else to proxies yeah, chances to hide stuff yeah. and maybe takes away a bit of the sting. And, I, and maybe that's designed because, you know, Joe Biden's hoping that while this is a message, it's not a message that says you guys need to get involved deeper. But let's just say for the sake of argument, because the question that Iran now has to answer is, do you do anything else? 
Yeah, and that's exactly right. So we're going to that's and that's what this has always been designed to do. It's to say you're not going to come after Americans. If you kill Americans, we're going to come after you hard. But you don't want to go over a line that forces Iran to keep this going. The idea is we're going to hit you hard enough that you don't want us to do it again, but not so hard that to save public face, you have to come back against us over and over again. We want it to stop. We don't want a war. Biden said it. Iran said it. I think we would all agree to that. We do not need a giant war in the Middle East beyond what's going on in Israel and Gaza right now. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you know, the, the, the thought of we don't want a war. Let me tell you something. Iran wants a war, not with us. They want everybody else to have a war with us. That's their goal. Hence the reason why they have so many proxies. They love being that pain in the butt. And and Hezbollah is all theirs, right? You know, that's a my buddy said the other day, wholly owned subsidiary of Iran is Hezbollah. These, you know, you've got some Al-Qaeda-like figures in Iraq. You've got uh, the Houthis here. You've got like all of these little groups all over the place that are offshoots yeah. but they're they get stuff from but they're not directed by Iran. Yeah, we, you know we try I think oftentimes we the media says it's all like they're Iraq's proxies and that's as if Iraq control or Iran, excuse me, controls them all the time and they don't always have that. It's not direct control. They give them weapons, they guide them, they're on the same they have the same philosophy generally we hate Israel, we hate it the west, but uh, they're they're separate. The Houthis are their own thing. The Houthis yeah. attack. What, what was going on in Yemen was a whole separate thing. So yeah, that's well, been going on for a yeah, long time. But good, good. Uh, you know, took, I don't know why it took so many days, but good response from the United States. We'll see. Uh, I'm sure by uh, the tonight and tomorrow, we'll have a better idea of the success of these strikes, and then we'll see what happens next. I'm looking at all the snow that's coming in. Nine inches up in Munns Park, eight inches in Flagstaff, a lot of snow up north in Arizona. Right I was now. just reading, if you're planning to go to Southern California, they're expecting seven inches of rain in Los Angeles the next oh. day. I, I don't know if you're aware of this. Much like here, California is not set up for any kind of no. precipitation. It's a, I was talking to somebody yesterday uh, in Coronado, where I like to go sometimes in the summer. Settle down, Braggy. <laughs> Braggy. The, uh, the storms were so bad there, and the, the whole uh, sewer system backed up like yeah. it stopped. So everybody with a basement flooded. Just everybody's basement flooded. Yeah. And it's if you have a basement, it was flooded because there was nowhere for the water to go. And that is incredible. It they, is. Yeah. They haven't seen it before. They're like, this is the, the whole sewer system stopped. Everything just stopped. My son, I was talking to him yesterday and I said, uh, and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit. He, there's a serious issue at school. He was late. And I said, you know, like, hey, how did everything goes? And he said, well, you know, I was late because the rains were so bad. I couldn't even ride my bike. And what should have been a five minute drive was like a 15, 20 minute drive. Right. So it was, it was just, it was chaotic because like here, we're not set up for any kind of rain. Like yeah. my backyard today was destroyed. Like the rain just, it's see the pools full. Oh really? It is just, it was it, because we're just not set up for no. it. So it's, uh, it's well, very better interesting. Than, better than we used to be. I've been here long enough to remember we'd have a big storm and the middle Avenue bridge would break down and you couldn't cross over the bridge anymore. <laughs> Power would go out everywhere. The streets would be flooded. We're way better than we used to yeah, be out here. Which is but, good, which is good. Yeah. Uh, Barry Infragato's oh. coming up. We'll talk a little bit of uh, some of the big stories going around right now, including the economy, yes. some immigration stuff as well. And of course, this is the last hour here of the Gatos and Chat Show. This is the Gatos and Chat Show. Soul to Soul broadcasted live, baby. I was just watching something about Soul to Soul yesterday. 1992 mega hit right there. Jazzy B. Do you know that uh, she sang the song after a near-death experience? Yeah, she's awesome. Is that right? She still, by the way, she still crushes it. I saw her singing uh, a couple summers ago, 
doing this, and she still brings it. Much like us, not as not as felt as we used to be, but uh, absolutely can bring it. Uh, Barry Infragatos, economy booming, uh, and so is so is uh, you know the border. But uh, both sides have taken up the things that they want to do, which is I'm going to fight you in the economy. You're going to fight me on the border. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what it looks like in a few months. The seven swing states. Six of them say the border or immigration is a big issue. Now, this will probably change uh, as it does. But when people, and you know this, Barry, when people say, oh, on a national level, Trump wins or Biden wins, nobody cares. Smart people are like, that doesn't mean anything. Look at the 500,000 people potentially in in these swing states like Arizona and Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Michigan, uh, Nevada. Those are the ones that will decide it. Nobody yeah. else matters. That's why when you start seeing national polls, it really doesn't matter if, if Trump, you know, Biden's getting huge numbers in California and, Biden, and Trump gets huge numbers in the South. None Wait, of that matters. Wait, Biden's going to win California? Yeah. Can you imagine? So it's uh, it, it you're you're totally right, Chad. And it's it's funny to me because the Republicans have been focusing so much on the economy because they thought there was going to be a recession. They were going to call it the Biden recession, and it didn't work. And now they've completely switched over to the to the uh, immigration. And to the border, and Biden handed it to him. Biden handed them this issue by completely screwing up the border uh, over the last three years. It's in, it's insane to me how little he has done at the border. But I what think, do you think that is? I mean, I, just out of curiosity, because I mean, I saw it on the night of you know. I remember it was the first or second debate, and we were talking. All of us were here, and I said I would never vote for him because he said he is going to do this, this, and this, and he's going to am you know an am- citizenship and all of this stuff. And I said I would never vote for that because he just rang the dinner bell. Then he came in, the dinner bell was there, and then he handed it to Kamala Harris. Yeah. Which was ridiculous. Which was ridiculous. It, it frankly wasn't even fair to her, to be honest with you, because no. it's such a it's, it's such a huge issue to say the vice president is going to take care of this. It's just silliness. I've, I'm really starting to think that Biden is in this position where he has this left wing of his party, and he he's not that guy. Because Biden is not a far left guy. He never has been. He's, he's a corporatist. He's, yes. He's, he's a guy who's actually pretty much center left. He's a money guy. He's fiscally, relatively fiscally conservative. Uh, but he's not this far. He's not an AOC. He's not a Cory Bush. That's not who he is. No, no. But he has to kind of keep that part of the that wing of the party happy. And it's I'll give you the example. Oil. So we Biden right now, the United States right now is producing more oil than any other country in the world and any other country in history on a monthly basis. It's it's incredible. You rarely hear about that. You know why? Because Biden has so many people in his party on the left that would not be happy to hear that. No. They want to move away from oil. So he doesn't publicize something that would absolutely help him in the middle and with other people who are not crazy left-wing crazy people. But he doesn't do that because he needs the crazy left-wing people to vote for him, too. And, and he's struggling with this and with I, that, too. And I, and I think that's the immigration thing for him. He he doesn't want to open borders. That's not who Biden is. He's never been an open border guy. But he, he has he to be— He was a build-a-wall guy at one time. Yes, but he has to be careful about how he approaches it. What I what I don't get with Biden is why didn't he come up with whatever it is an, a, a big immigration reform plan? Here's my plan. I'm ready to sit down with Congress and talk about it. Let's negotiate. Let's figure out something to help America and then throw that out there. Yeah. And if Republicans don't do it or left doesn't do it or whatever, at least he's shown yeah. I'm trying to lead. I'm doing my part. He hasn't done no. that. And it's been three years. I'm surprised he didn't even try because he has. And yeah. we've talked about it. Several things that is, you know, at his disposal that he can use as executive orders and other laws that are there that could have slowed some. You're never you and I talk about you're never going to get if, if zero is the number you're looking for. It is never going to happen. That being said, 
He ignored it. That was the other side of it. There was no addressing it. There was no paying attention Nothing. to it. it nobody, he wouldn't, he wouldn't answer questions I, about it. And I think that has done him a, it, well, it's, it's kicked him he, in the ground. If he loses this election, the re-election, it'll be because of that issue. There really isn't yeah. another issue that's that bad. I mean, he's actually had quite a few triumphs throughout. I mean, doing the, the infrastructure bill that presidents have been trying to do for decades, never did it. He did that. And you're seeing it now where this money is coming into all these communities and they're starting to build things. And even even uh, the Republican senators who voted against it are showing yeah. up and say, taking credit. But for here, it. I'm not a fan of it because they're building choo-choo trains. And we all know how I feel about the stupid blue light rail, purple rail, whatever rail it is. But, but even like the Chips Act, which yeah. in, in Phoenix, they're building a giant chip manufacturer up on the on the west side. And there's more of that coming, not just here, but in other states, too. That's an incredible accomplishment. That is incredible. It's, it's bipartisan. I've no problem by, with any of that. By, so I'm saying he has a lot of good things to run on. He has just destroyed destroyed himself on immigration, and I honestly don't know why. For the first six months of his term, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. You can't, no no, no uh, administration comes in and hits the ground running, and we have a plan in place. They've been running for office for a year and a half. They're yeah. trying to get their head but on. He right. had, but his first plan was to undo oh, oh, all oh, of the stuff that Trump had done. But that's easy. But that's easy. But I said, give him six months. I'm, I kept saying, got to have some people there who know what they're doing, and they're going to come up with a plan. There'll be a proposal, and we'll see that. Three years later, still don't have it. It makes no sense to me. And the other thing, I will say this. I, uh, the world, for those of you not keeping score, you can dislike Trump all you want. And he's a scumbag or whatever. You know, again, we can go over that over and over again. Uh, I don't love him or hate him. He's a politician. Uh, uh, you know, whatever it is. But there has been a lot of conflicts. And there's no doubt that, you know, that also lands on him. I can't blame the, the Ukraine-Russia thing. I have no idea what would have happened with Trump. You know, everybody thinks he's best friends. I have no idea. And let's be real. When it came to the Middle East, uh, the facts are that Hamas was always going to do what Hamas wanted to do. And yeah. every time that Saudi Arabia and Israel even showed any capacity of really getting close in a way that was, they were already doing business. And by the way, they were already frenemies enough that yeah. they hate Iran. That was their, their but right. anytime that was getting closer, the, the, Hamas was going to do something. So I can't blame all of that on him. Now, how this stuff plays out, and that's also hurting him amongst the youth. Man, I'm telling you, oh, he, he's getting killed. Th with Gaza, because yeah. it's that oppressor versus oppressed yeah. thing we talk about no, all the they, time. They, the, the youth, he's, he may lose it because of that as well, and he's doing what he thinks is the right thing there, and it's, again, not, I wish he would take a stance on the border like he has with Israel. Whatever the stance is, but do something. Pick a lane. Try to fix something. Exactly. Pick he's, a lane. He's, he's trying to be, uh, appease everybody. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. All right. Um, we're going to come back, Chad. I know. The last segment of the big program, the Chad, uh, the Gatos and Chad show. That's right. We're, we're, we'll come back. We're going to have uh, yeah. we're going to have the dudes on. We're going to do like a big story time. We're all going to participate and have fun. We're going to have Wiseman on. We're going to have Pablo on. Barry's going to be over. So we'll talk about, you know, the last uh, few years, where everybody's going. So I'm pretty pumped about that. We'll do that straight ahead. It is the Gatos and Chad show. Little Jennifer Warren in them. Oh my goodness! Just, Nobody puts baby I, in a corner. I feel like I'm in love with Chad with this music. Like we should be slow dancing. All right, I'm Barry Markson. Chad Benson here. Last, uh, the last segment of the Gatos and Chad show. It's the end of an era. How long has this show been going on for? 37 years? Four years. Oh, four years. All Wacky right. four right. years. Well, four years. You know, as I say, we're not we're not doing our little end of the thing here, but I just want to say this is my, my 30th anniversary of radio, Chad, and it's an incredibly weird business, and um, you, working with you has always been a lot of fun for me, and, and uh, you know, I've had shows end also, and it's, it's a hard thing. It I mean, is. You, it is. It's a hard thing, you know? It's like, because... 
you know, I mean, for those of you guys who don't know, my my main show is is my national show. Right. I love doing this, but you know, it's like I'm on a bunch of stations nationwide. I'm super blessed to do that, and and doing these kind of things. But uh, I grew, you know, I come in here. It's 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 interesting because I don't have that my national. I do my show out of my house. My producers in Georgia. My technical producer, by the way, my technical producer is named Phil. We've been together ten years. Never met him. Met him one time. <laughs> he. This this is how great Phil is. Asked me who my friend was on Facebook. I said, "Oh, it's my friend Lisa. She's cool because she's always like commenting stuff." This is when we were we were in Palm Springs. They they started dating. He didn't come out to visit me. He spent all this time with Lisa. We met once. But it's the pe it's the people. It's and the people. And that's what it you've is. Enjoyed. It is the people. And that's I and I love Phil. Here. He's been with yeah. me since the time we launched our show, and and as well as these guys. So coming on in. For the last time on the Get Us a Chat Show is the one, the only uh, Wise Man and Pablo. What's up, boys? Hello, Chad. The end of <laughs> goodbye, a, Chad. Thanks, that was <laughs> awesome. Oh, wow. Now that the awkward is over. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, Chad, this is great, Matt. Thank you so much. You were an inspiration to me, as you know. Um, your background is a lot like mine, and so when I first got into radio, I was kind of uh, ashamed of my background, and you made me realize that there's people in this industry that, you know, that ate government cheese, that know what it's like to, oh, gotcha. to use a food stamp, that know what it's like to have violence and hardship sometimes growing up, and you inspired me a lot, man, and I, I took that and seen what you did and say that I can do that, too, and other people can do it. Absolutely. And thank I'm, you for that I'm, inspiration, but like that, man, there's so, so many stories. We went to the zone. Remember you smelling like so pee awesome all the time? That was so the zone. Uh, we met so many great people in the community. I love the Veterans Day affair, uh, parade we go to. That's great. The kid Isaiah we met last year. I love Isaiah. He's such a big fan. Remember Isaiah? We met him. Now, now if I'm right, did you see Steve? Did he not send us a video, right? Uh, yeah, recently, like a follow-up video. Yeah. He's like, you guys might remember us. I'm like, yeah, of course we remember you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I, listen, I would love to echo all the stuff Pablo just said, but uh, he said it a lot better than I ever could. I, I would say this about Chad. You are the easiest person to work with. I've been working with Barry for several years now, and I'm just saying by comparison. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to echo that, I, there's so many cool moments. Uh, you and I doing a, a, a lizard deal in the parking lot That's in the middle right. of the night. I remember that when Chad said, I can get you any animal you want. And I was like, that sounds dangerous. Let's do it. <laughs> That's uh, what I heard Chris, Chris wants, right? Yeah, Chris Merrill's interested in your exotic animal yeah. business. So I think that that plays a role. Um, the, the time we ran out of ways to talk about the heat. So we made Chad do like half an hour from a hot car to awesome. call into the show. That was uh, awesome. You know, yeah. I've had a, I, I've been blessed in this business, you know, I've been in it for, you know, a very long time. Uh, and I've been so blessed because I really minus one time with one person, uh, have I worked with anybody, you know, Really bad. Well, maybe two. Robert W. Morgan, who's one of the greatest DJs of all time, he's the original boss jock on boss jock at KFI. Uh, you know, star on the Walk of Fame. He was awful, but he taught me a lot of stuff. But coming to this place and working here at a full time, like you guys are still going to hear me. I'm on it now. You can hear my national show and all this stuff. But it's different being in here and seeing the people. Even talking to Merrill the other day because he's been in the business long enough, you know. And as, as you, Barry, you, you know, yeah. it's like you're, you know, across the street. Well, guess what? Across the street is owned by banks and everything else. And you know who's not there? People. Yeah. And this place is always full of people. Yeah. 
No, and you and you've been uh, just seeing you here at the station. Everybody loves you. You you walk down the hall, you walk into the bullpen. Everybody's talking to you. Everybody you you know everybody. You're talking to them. You're talking about their family. It's a it's amazing just for me to see that. And I know that's something you'll you'll miss not being here. I know we're going to miss you too. And uh, radio is just a weird it's a weird business. It man. is a weird business. Very approachable, Chad. You're very approachable. Yeah, yeah. I like I, 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 I love taking partner. you around town. You know how you got here, and we'd have to go out to like Liberty GMC yeah. or out to the ballpark or something. And you, you didn't know your way around, right? So I'm taking you and on our way back I got to take you through the old barrio where my grandma lived at and stuff and you're like why does that dinky house have a ring doorbell that was so fun we go over to we go over to Paul Hill's grandma and his uncle's house or something and it's like it's it's not the best on the street. And I'm like, did they have a brand new ring doorbell? <laughs> <laughs> that stuff, man. Just going around, going to Liberty GMC when we met all the, the kids at the school there and, and the the, uh, the golfer, Kyle Pooler, who's a, he used to be a kicker here in Phoenix. And all of our friends that we met when we were at the World Series, that was so fun. You know, Javier, uh, Javier our ABC 15, John Hook, all, the, all our media friends that we talked to that day. Yeah. I'm going to miss that about you, man. Just yeah. being able to talk to everybody. It was Te voy a mucho. That's how they say it in Spanish. Bro, it was I'm awesome. I miss you a lot, man. We had a lot of fun, I, and and it was always great too because every time we had something really big to do, we're like, "Hey, we're going to the Super Bowl. It's gonna be great." And Steve's like, "I got COVID." And then I it was like, "Hey, we're going to the World Series. It'll be great." Oh wait, I got COVID. I wrote down like my favorite memories of the show, and I literally wrote, "I got sick for all the biggest shows." You did the primary day, sick. That's right. Uh, so I missed the election. Oh, uh, I was man. sick for all of Super Bowl week. Pretty sure I missed most of the World Series week. You did. Yeah, well, I was oh. here mostly. Yeah, you yeah. were here, but you weren't out there with us. Yeah. And man, Leave it to I, me, man. I will miss a big show. Yeah. <laughs> I it, absolutely will. I'm kind of amazed you're here now. We, yeah. we went to uh, the Super Bowl. That was so hilarious. We went out there, you know, it's like everybody watching Pat McAfee and like, and, and then we got behind us, we had the TikTok booth and everybody coming over to do a TikTok dance. And I was, I was amazed. It was a lot of fun. You got slime. We got slime. Yeah. That's right. I still have the slime at the house. The kids love the slime. It was just a lot of fun. And it's different. Like I said, doing a local show is so much different than when I do a national show. My national show, I've got to think, you know, there's, there's micro and macro. Macro is, I, I'm talking to, you know, according to the last thing, some three million listeners a week. Oh, well, they're all over the place. So, you know, how do I make something that maybe a local issue, a national issue, could it come to your neighborhood and vice versa? And it was great working with Gatos because, you know, despite our arguments all the time that, you know, we would laugh all the time. The minute the microphone went off, we, even Barry and I, yeah. today we got into it was really good. And the minute it was off, it's was like, that was awesome. Where, you know, I, I know there are people out there that would take offense to that, but you know, that's part of the fun of, of working with people. And I never, ever take offense, even when people blast me on the internet because it's it's not real. Everybody's gonna. Everybody at this company is definitely gonna miss you dressing up at the Christmas party every year at Santa Claus. <laughs> that's right. Every year and Halloween. Cool. You My can... son knows you as Santa Claus. Well, that's good. <laughs> and Deborah here. <laughs> so Deborah started working here. She was my lovable liberal. Yes, I was in the evening. That's right. And her and I would battle, and she'd always knew. Well, at the end of the day, Chad, I know I'm all unicorns and happiness, but it was, uh, uh, it was great. And I want to say, everybody out there, thank you. Through the local stuff, you're still going to hear me. I'll fill in from time to time. I'm going to be here for the primaries and all the big things like that. But it has been absolutely awesome and a pleasure to be on the station with Gatos, with everybody, with Barry always filling in and and coming in, and Bruce as well. You guys have a good one, and uh, as I always say, every night on my show, Night Night Jack. <laughs>